0: And it is indeed a very good morning from the Concrete Gang because we're recording this on Friday and we're getting a long weekend thanks to the EBA. Good morning, Stringbean. Good morning, Buzzer. Good morning, Seamus. And good morning, Annie. Looking after us, as always, on the panel. Morning, morning.
3: Good morning,
4: listeners. Morning, everybody out there.
0: Yes, indeed. It's Cup weekend, and just before we go on to the rest of the show, there is a tip from the Gorilla for the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Almadine. Put all, put everything you've got on it, according to the Gorilla. That is not a safe bet. But anyway, we had requests. You've got it, Almadine. Hasn't been a great week, though. It has been a shit week. But... Uh, While we're doing a little bit of propaganda, we'll come to what's happening in the federal parliament and all the bullshit that uh, the Turnbull government and their friends are trying to turn on the CFMEU. What are they trying to get rid of? The very thing you're enjoying at this very moment, the shutdown weekend. You work hard in this industry. You deserve some time off and substantial time off like a shutdown weekend. We're going to be off for five days. It gives everybody a bit of a chance to get a breather before the rush to Christmas. And there's always a rush to Christmas because, as we all know, the developers and the builders want the tightest, hardest production schedules they can get because that's how they make money and stuff the consequences for the people that actually got to do the work. So when you think about Turnbull, think about the fact he wants to get rid of your shutdown weekend. Buzzer, you can uh, give us a report on the fatality uh, down at the Convention Centre during the week because that was an absolute tragedy and at this stage there is no finalisation of the investigation but you might be able to give us some background and also mention some people who did some great work down there.
4: Yeah, it's absolutely uh, tragic events down at the um, new Pro uh, Pro ProBuild Convention Centre at South Wharf. it's absolutely been a shocking couple of weeks in the building industry, and um, this is a no, this is terrible uh, situation down there. I think it was about approximately about 3:30 last Wednesday. Um, the Steelcon who are putting up the main structure package there were doing some steel work. Uh, one of their workers, um, Ivaka Andrus- um, who's a uh, AMWU member, but also has been a long time CFMU member, working for ID. I think he worked in their yard and all that. Very well known in the Croatian community. They come across him. come across this work situation where um, the boom lift was working in a little, a fairly confined confined area, probably four or five meters up, and uh, it, it looks like for now that he's been um, crushed up against the steel. Um, and in some terrible circumstances, like I said, and the boys come across him. Look, just want to pay a special mention to the, the guys out there who um, helped out trying to bring Ivarka down. Unfortunately, he passed away. But um, Dave Hawkins, the oh representative there, um, absolutely done himself a treat. Dave, fantastic work out there. All the boys got together. And, you know, you don't go to work every day to come across this sort of situation and know how you're going to react. Well, all the boys were just fantastic. There was um, uh, Ian Williamson from MC Labor, done himself an absolute treat. Robert Giovanni from ProBuild. Um, Manila uh, to- to- Torso, he's uh, from ProBuild too. Um, and uh, like I said, and Davey Hawkins, the OH&S rep, they tried tried, their absolute best to um, have the ox- oxygen bottle and the defibrillators there to get get him going, but unfortunately uh, they couldn't do anything for him, couldn't save him. So um, we had everyone down there, and um, also the next day we've had uh, meetings on site with offering the uh, counselling and all the rest of it. Like I said, I think um, even ProBuild, fairly large company around Australia, in a bit of bit of shock because I don't know how many times they've gone through this before. I was told it's the first time. Um so it's going to open everyone's eyes up to the situations that we work in. Without making too many big statements about what's actually happened down there at the moment, I think you could possibly say early days that um, that uh, they need to look at all different angles when you're doing this work, on, um, if, even if it has to be done off a, a boom lift. I mean, they might even look at the cage, the rail size of the cages, um, that currently at a metre and... Um, some something, something might come out of this where they might look at raising these to prevent this thing. This is not the first time somebody's been crushed between a uh, boom or a scissor and a um, and something above them. So I think they need to go right back and have a look at this a, a fair bit, and also possibly another observation. Just early days, like without going right into it, is uh, maybe having somebody on the ground um, spotting operating the controls on the ground as well. Um, stay tuned. Uh, for more in the investigation but like I said absolute uh, tragic event I think it's sh- shooken up the whole of the building industry in Melbourne and um, uh, it hasn't been a really good um, I mean everyone was looking forward to the Melbourne Cup weekend and all that and I think this is just throwing a damp around the whole industry.
0: Right but uh, Melbourne wasn't the only place where there was a fatality there was also one in Sydney and Stringy Bean can you give us a, some details of that because it's uh, that sounds like another absolute disaster.
3: Absolutely, an industry already with a kick in the guts from um, three fatalities uh, before this. We have another one in ride. Um, actually, I might throw to um, our other brother here to, to give some details on the job and the, the builder, and uh, I've just got a safety thing I can read a bit more if you want to go first, mate. Yeah, No worries there. Um, Yeah, the builder, a
2: company called <clears throat> KNT Construction, I think they're missing out one letter out of their name there. Yeah. Um, the form worker was a company called Satform building a, um, some apartments in Ryde, a um, 55-year-old form worker. Uh, apparently had had previously worked for one of the land lease companies in Sydney, um, um, so an experienced uh, form worker. Um, He'd come off the top deck. Um, when I say the top deck, was only the first deck, um, um, and landed on, on starter bars. You...
3: That's right. Uh, bars were capped, but there wasn't enough to, um, to prevent the, the fatality. Um, but, the, you know, the, obviously the usual issues of fall protection um, and, and how people are working um, to prevent these things, uh, every one of these is, is preventable, um, and so they need to be looked at closely, obviously. Yeah, so no, no handrails around in the deck
2: at all. Um, an organiser had been to the job on the Monday, had pulled the company up, Gave me a rev up for getting the to get the job sorted out, um, and obviously they chose not to do that and carried on with production, um, and that's um so that's, that's that ended up in a in a tragedy um once again an unavoid uh, an an avoidable situation. So there has been um, five deaths in four states in the last three weeks in the construction industry. So we had two in Queensland, one in WA, one in Victoria, one in New South Wales. Um, the Queensland one. Where they had the double fatality at Eagle Farm Racecourse, that job just went back to work um, last Wednesday, Thursday. Um, The unions all over it, and um, are going to try and make sure that they that job is um, well organised, because it's been basically pretty much a a non-union type job um, running there. Um, So the unions intervening there and getting safety committees elected, um, regardless of what um, the views of um, any management is out there.
3: and I'll just throw in there uh that this thursday uh in recognition of all the d- disasters there's going to be a um some black armbands going around uh jobs um just recognizing um the the brothers and sisters lost over the last couple of weeks and uh so yeah, get get your get your guys together and, and get your black armbands on and 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 let's just uh you know think about again like uh Like like we were saying about the Christmas rush, make sure you're uh, looking after yourself the next few weeks.
0: Indeed. Now, before we leave this uh, topic, our condolences and sympathies to the family and friends of both of the members of the the union who were killed this week in such tragic circumstances. Obviously, there will be investigations and all the rest of it, and we'll keep you up to date. But as Buzz has said, there's a few basic things that... uh, spring to mind and working one out is, I would have thought, uh, absolute opposite of what we should be doing. But anyway, we've got a way to go yet and uh, we will uh, report back. Now, just a quick report on the Corkman. <laughs> oh dear. They stuffed it up. They've been front page and In a number of newspapers, they dumped all the asbestos and the rubbish out in the middle of a housing estate out at uh, Cranley, or Carnley, or whatever they call it out there, uh, past uh, Deer Park. They've done all sorts of things, these people, and now they want to square up. Oh, dear. (laughs) It will all be forgiven. It's not going to cost you a million bucks. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You are going to make more money out of a flattened site than you were out of the pub, and uh, now, because the state government, and a credit to the, the planning minister, Dick Wynn, he is saying that they want to see the building rebuilt, rebuilt as close to original as they can get it, and that no one will ever be able to develop that site beyond, a, you know, basically a two-level uh, type of building. And now they want to square up. Oh, dear, there must be money to be lost. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So the corkman, that little issue continues. It will continue and continue because, as we've said, one of the the partners in the development company is a bloke who also is partners in the demo company. And this company, Shark Demolitions, have been around the place all over Melbourne doing all sorts of things. And... If you want to stick it into people, no worries. Make sure that people don't get you on the way round because there's going to be a lot of squaring up going on because shark demos have not exactly covered themselves in glory, the way they've done work, the way they've reacted to work safe, the way they've reacted to the union and all the rest of it. it comes to those that wait.
2: Righto. So I think there's a naming competition going on now for, the, for the, the name of the, what the pub's going to be called. So dead he, shark. He, so we can. Developers' folly.
0: Uh, anyway, don't forget, it was a windy day that day when they were knocking the pub down, and every one of those apartments down Leicester Street copped the asbestos and the dust from the north wind blowing straight across that site, straight down the street. Righto. How did it all begin, though, Warren? How did it all begin? It began with a fire. <laughs> a fire. Remarkably, they had to demolish it because there'd been a fire. So in honour of the fire, which is the cause of all this, not the developers, we're going to have a little track now, Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Mm Yes, indeed. We do like to stand beside their fire. Our good friends uh, watch it burn of the Corkman and other notable developments around the town. Righto, we should move on now to a major uh, result after months and months and months of negotiation and mucking around and all the rest of it. Lend-lease finally had uh, their vote on their new agreement and... uh, Am I correct in saying that it was unanimous?
2: Unanimous bar one.
0: Bar one. Bar one, yeah. Bar one. Who yeah. was this lunatic?
2: One, one, one vote against it, but um Yeah, you know, that's all right. You can never
0: Steve Broadhead, you're a disgrace voting yeah, you can against never, it. You never get it
2: get it all there. Um but uh, so national well, multi state agreement, New South Wales, ACT and uh, Victoria. Um votes are held on Thursday. Um Um, So after all the votes were counted, um, it was, um, as I say, unanimous bar one to approve the agreement. Um, So pretty well that once the agreement's been voted on, it's technically when it's been made. Just got to get the formalities done, agreement signed and all the paperwork done. Um, Pleasing the report also that Queensland um, were negotiating their agreement concurrently with Lend-Lease and reached Richard Agreement in principle. They should be tidying that up on Tuesday um, WA, likewise, we've got the agreement approved. South Australia is pretty close behind. Um, and there's a bit of mopping up to do with a couple of yards in Victoria and, um, and New South Wales, um, and that's pretty well um, sorts out the building industry side of it for lease. A bit of work to be done around civil in a few states, um, um, but it was been a bit of a time, a uh, bit of a race against the clock to try and get this agreement up and, and done before. Um, any changes um, coming in regarding the code um, or the government's proposed code. So um, good effort to all, all concerned uh, and particularly all the delegates, um, Mark, Roundy, um, Sparrow um, and the other one, um, ex Boulderstone lad. You know, um, good good job by all
4: them in Victoria as well as all the um, the other states as well. I must admit, you've put in the top effort there. A lot of patience, Shane. There's been a lot of meetings. Uh, you've had to put a, a little bit of politics, and it's gone on for a long period of time, but um, persistence wore through in the end, and uh,
0: fantastic effort. Indeed. Now, of course, our good friends from uh, the uh, Turnbull government and their henchmen like Nigel and the MBA and all the rest of it are out there telling people, don't sign an agreement, don't sign the agreement, Oh, it's going to be overturned by the code, blah, blah, blah. It still hasn't happened. They're still pushing. They're pushing hard, but it still hasn't happened. So think about it. It's a good opportunity to sign an agreement in the same terms as the biggest single contractor in Australia. That's Lend-Lease, the single biggest government contractor in Australia. Again, Lend-Lease as well as all the other companies like Multiplex and ProBuild and all the subbies that have signed on, get on board, get your agreement, and I'll lay London to a brick. They reckon this code gets changed and its retrospective. It'll be in the High Court. It'll take another two years. So you might as well hop on board, folks, and get signed up to the new EBA. And I just might add that protected action ballots are being pursued across the industry and a number of companies are fighting those uh, protected action ballots, Keynes and uh, Adco and so on. But guess what? Every now and then the Fair Work Act, however hopeless it might be in many respects, actually does us a favor and they're going to do us a favor with protected action. So guess what folks? It's all happening. So,
2: yes, that's the choices. You've either got protected action coming up, um, going to visit you very quickly, or go and sign a co-compliant agreement with the CFMEU, which has been approved by the FWBC, despite them not liking that either.
0: Right and moving along, the Tassie mass meeting. It's all been happening down in Tassie because we've got the uh, bran- the sub-branch down there. They're part of Victoria Gap and running.
3: You betcha. <laughs> up, up and up in Tasmania. First one for a long time, I think, uh, in living memory, uh, really. They've had a, a members' mass meeting down there. Uh, and, and, and things are just improving. I think some of the builders haven't covered themselves in glory, so uh, the members know who, <laughs> who, who to back in this one. Um, and, yeah, just great work, I guess, for, to, to everyone down in Tassie.
0: So well done to Richie and Kevin and all the crew down there. Keep on pushing. Now... We should also mention, this is an intro to a whole lot of other stuff, there's a new ad campaign being run by the CFMEU to basically highlight the issues facing construction workers around Australia in all different sectors. People need to be able to not only have decent wages and conditions, and you need a union to do that because no one else volunteers, and two, to go home with uh, with your life and your body in decent nick instead of, buddy, what we've heard earlier in the show, fatalities and injuries and all the rest of it. The new ad campaign is coming out to counter the bullshit that is going out with the Turnbull government propaganda. And uh, that leads us into not only is this going to be on the TV and in all the media around the place, but what is running parallel with all this story about the industry? Bob Day Extravaganza. Can you Bob believe,
4: can you believe right. this bloke? Can you actually believe that he's let, left debts of twelve million dollars around every state in Australia, and he's going to have he's going to have maybe the opportunity? And I think it's not a hundred percent yet. He's had maybe the opportunity to vote on this code and this ABCC strengthening up and all the rest of it. It's an absolute disgrace. Is uh, it
0: true that the Liberal Party are going to give him money to make him solvent? so that they can get his vote to vote against the CFMEU. You (laughs) bet your life they are.
3: (laughs) They're putting together $100,000. They're raising money online, anonymous donations, going in thousands of dollars, pouring in to keep Bob Day afloat just long enough to get the ABCC through. I mean, to prop up a grubby boss (laughs) just to get this
4: vote through. Former head of the HIA and everything else he was in South Australia and uh, $1.4 million donation to the Family First Party. Don't pity he didn't pay all the small contractors out there. And I've seen a few on TV. And there's going to be more that come out of the, come out and say, have their peace and have their time in the sun. Don't worry about that. He's yeah. getting 400 bucks a day. Every day he stays in there too. Don't forget that. Oh, uh, and we're on.
3: all paying for that too. Oh, what a guy. Oh, Bob,
0: a man of principle, Bob. <laughs> Absolutely heading for Scallywag of the Year, in my humble opinion. But Bob is only just one of all the grubby builders and the grubby subbies that we have around this industry. And I just want to mention Peter May.
4: Oh, he's a shocker. He's been around May a long time.
0: Now, his company and uh, his... Employees, His management employees did something this week which defies my imagination. They called the coppers on uh, reps of the union who were trying to enter the site under the Occupational Health and Safety Act, had all the paperwork in place, had the support of WorkSafe and they still refused entry and called the cops and tried to get the officials charged with trespass my constructions have a, had a long history but now they seem to have g- been given a new lease of life and guess who might be advising them what to do no. nigel
4: oh nigel ah
0: cheerio nigel there's only one problem you've told this bloke he should stand up to the union and say that they've not got a right to enter it doesn't matter what the act says doesn't matter what the uh, material supplied by worksafe say there's an entry notice which says quite clearly that he had to give him entry about safety issues. No, no, no. May instructions, call the coppers. I hope that work safe, show a little bit of intestinal fortitude and actually charge Mr. May and his company with breaching the Occupational Health and Safety Act. Can
4: they, can they charge Hadgkiss too? $400,000, doesn't keep a diary, don't know what he does. Um, that's a lot of money to get paid when you can't tell anyone what you actually do. And to advise people to break the law. Oh, that'd get interesting, on, wouldn't it, if they get prosecuted for it? Oh. Hey,
0: hey, guess what? I think Nigel Hadgkiss actually gets paid more to be the head of FWBC than Bob Day gets paid as a senator. <laughs> and more than the Prime Minister, can you believe that? Which one's more crooked? Oh, yeah, the Prime Minister go. doesn't need it either. Right on, can, I, can I give you a special go thank you? Go to, yeah, go thank,
4: to special thank you, I forgot to thank you to um, organisers Derek and Theo, who went out to the job on the day, absolutely done themselves a treat. And just remember one other thing from that whole terrible situation. Get around your workmates. Make sure you're talking to someone. If you need a bit of help, get some counselling and and, and try and and best you can deal with the absolutely shocking situation.
0: Right. Now, let's go to Scallywags quickly because we've got to do a couple of Cheerios at the end. Bob Day. (laughs) CPB and yet another incident out at St Albans. Absolute disgrace. Also, uh, Fulton Hogan and Lang O'Rourke out at the Bayswater uh, level crossing site. Not only have there been a series of issues out there, but they denied entry to the chairman of the disputes panel uh, when he went out there on our request as the union to meet with the subbies and work out what was going on with the safety issues. The chairman is actually... An employee of the state government who happens to be the client. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay, May Constructions and a little late one, Geotech, who also had an incident during the week and uh, absolute uh, sh- absolute shmozzle on that job. It's a hickory job and they're in doing the preliminary works. So a Sookie Lala nomination as promised. For our good friend, Bede Noonan.
2: I reckon just for a quick um, um, a special mention should go to the CEO of Ardent Leisure, Deborah Thomas, who pocketed a $167,000 bonus after four people got killed up in Dreamworld. I reckon it's a pretty shocking um, um, display there.
0: Righto, who are we going for? Bob Day. Bob Day. Hypocrite of Arnold. the first order.
2: <laughs> Day, Day May.
0: Righto, so we're going to go out in the same old way? No, we're not. We're going to do a cheerio first. Seamus.
2: Yeah, but but just for the cheerio, quick um, um, update: Max Cordwell, secretary, ex-secretary of the Tasmanian branch, passed away. Had a funeral on Thursday in South Australia for him. uh, Well attended by all his comrades. And a quick cheerio to Barney Cooney, ex-senator from Victoria. Um, Barney's been a good friend of the CFMU and uh, and workers in Victoria generally. Uh, He's been crook. Had had a leg amputation the other day, so we're going to give him a cheerio and we're going to go out with a special song. As a tribute to Barney.
0: Right, So cheerio to uh, the Senatore. Did a top job, in fact, uh, reviewing workers' compensation law in this state. So we're going out the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dead Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang.
2: The place was
1: Ireland, the time was a time of strife. This song tells the story of how an aged and loving father, close to death, who has already lost two of his sons to war, says farewell to his third and, and younger son, Danny.